Greetings Creeps and welcome to Horror Girl Problems, the podcast. Videocast. Podcast. Thanks for listening, Mom. I recently asked if any of you had any personal paranormal experiences, and a ton of you said yes. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? I am a believer, and I am also not the type to fuck with Ouija boards. I never played Bloody Mary. Uh, I just, I feel like uh, that stuff is not a game, so I feel like I should just respect it from afar, and hopefully it stays there, you know? But apparently a ton of you guys have had actual paranormal experiences, and I am not jealous about that. I see dead people. Today we're going to hear about two of those personal paranormal experiences. We are joined today by Des and Jordan. So let's get to it. It is a month-long virtual half-assed Halloween party on Horgo Problems. This is, this is supposed to be my proton pack. And uh, yeah, I was working with what I got, okay? All right, so let's do it. Hello. Hey. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I feel like I should go change. <laughs> that's awesome. This was in my 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 costume box. So it was I love that. That's your version of like a casual like Tuesday afternoon half-ass costume. <laughs> All I had to do was put on the wig, and this sweater already had the stain on it. So okay. well, bravo! Was... I fucking love it. Yeah, I do love. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? I did like the most half-assed I. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I don't think this will freak out the uh, maintenance guy though. <laughs> That's what I was gonna do a full like skeleton, and then I was like, I feel like it's what September 29th. I, I feel like. <laughs> it counts. Yeah, I, I feel like it counts. It should be. <laughs> All right, you ready to, to tell me about your creepy shit? Yeah, which I told you. I, I told you in advance. This is really <laughs> not even a story. Like, I was talking to other friends about paranormal stories, and theirs were legit, and mine was just like, this happened. <laughs> okay. I like um, that it comes with that disclaimer, too. Okay. I had to give you a disclaimer. It's really not that exciting. I mean, for me at the time, it was pretty cool, but it was just short, you know, quick, simple. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was living at a place near Dodger Stadium, so like Frogtown area, and um, we had like a little back house um, with, I had two other roommates, and it was just like a normal night. I go to bed, everything's normal, I, I didn't drink that night, I didn't smoke that <laughs> night, I did not fall asleep watching TV, you know, I didn't have any anxiety, it was just like my head was super, super clear. So I know this actually happened. Um, but yeah, I went to bed. And then around three o'clock, lo and behold, uh, okay. and, yeah, <laughs> of course, I woke up for no real reason. I just kind of, you know, just got up really quick. And when I looked up, there was a white glowing orb, like kind of above my feet towards the end of the bed, and just kind of like chilling there for a second. And I was like, I mean, I think naturally I know that white is a good color to have. <laughs> okay. so I didn't feel really alarmed. I was like, okay. And then it just kind of, it moved and like, it went to the right and then just kind of disappeared. 
in in a way that like oh she saw me and then mm-hmm. was like oh crap and then okay. like, <laughs> not even like that reaction okay and then I just <laughs> I just sat there and I like I watched it all happen right there and I was like okay <laughs> I went back to bed <laughs> that, that was your reaction <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you saw it, but did you did you like feel anything? Like, did you feel like a presence or feel weird? I felt comfort. Okay. You know, like, I felt yeah. like really like I felt I, I didn't feel freaked out. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. feel threatened or anything. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just had this moment of like, okay, like that's nice. And then I just, <laughs> but I just like yeah, I felt like this like I felt. I'm not really religious or anything like that, um, but it did feel like something was watching over me. Like mm-hmm. that kind of, I felt protected in a yeah. way, I guess that's a better way to put it. So, you know, then yeah, I just went back to bed. Um, I woke up the next morning, was like, yeah, that happened. Um, and then even though I had already done research on orbs and stuff like that in the past, I redid it again, just to make sure and clarify. And I was like, okay, cool. Something cool was in my room with me. Yeah. So whether it was some angel or just some entity or anything, like I was like, all right, something, something's watching me or checking on me, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. So that was, that was it. You know, I, nothing too crazy or spooky. It wasn't spooky, which (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, it's still, I've never had anything like that happen. So I think it's still cool. Like you're like, oh, it's like, I went back to bed. It wasn't that cool. And I'm like, I've never had a fucking orb at the foot of my bed. So And that was the first time, like, I had never had that before. I've had friends who had experiences with orbs, but, you know, not myself. So, I mean, it was just, like, a nice little moment, like, I guess. <laughs> we had a moment. You guys shared a moment, and then it was, like, you guys, like, locked eyes, like, orb eyes, and then, like, it was, like, oh, fuck, I gotta get out of here. She's saw me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did anything else ever happen in that house, or, like, did your roommates ever have anything happen? No, they weren't happy when I told them about it. <laughs> But no, not that I had heard of. And it wasn't like an old house either. So it didn't have any history. Um, our landlord, he built that back house like for his daughter. Oh. So it wasn't, it was pretty new. Yeah. Well, like nothing bad happened in there. Like Weird. I mean, I think so. I think there were some like maybe some weirdo tenants in the past. But <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, nothing too crazy. But so. not like a haunted house or anything that would have like something attached to it or like. Yeah. So you just had an orb was just chilling and came to visit you in the three o'clock hour. Just it's so. also weird because it was in the three o'clock hour. I feel like people yeah. always think like stuff happens at midnight, but everything I've always read and I wake up around like three a lot. I don't see orbs, but I wake up at like, or you know what? I usually I'll look at my phone. Maybe there is an orb waiting at the foot of my bed. Like, see me. See me. See me. She can't, she can't see me from that angle. She's always on her phone. She's never, she's never aware of me. Yeah. <laughs> we hardly ever spend time together anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. Just look up. Look at the opposite. <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of scared too, but I, I'll try it. Can I keep you? <laughs> Since you said it was a comforting thing. It could be a comforting thing. It could yeah. be comforting for you. I feel like I would still be freaked out, though, because I would be like, oh, shit. Like, it, for an instant, at least. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, it just gives like a calming aura anyway. I think that's what it was, because I would think that I would be freaked out 
at least yeah. at the very beginning of that but it was <laughs> so just like it was so casual it was like I had reacted as if this shit happens to me every day but it really doesn't it never has before or after that so it, it I don't know I just like all right cool yeah, you tell it so casually and the fact that you just like rolled over and went back to sleep I'm like does this happen often like as a child were you just like yeah I see dead people like I don't <laughs> I mean I could have sworn there was things like in my house growing up which I really don't think there were but there I think the spirits I'm... of the Polly Pockets that you buried <laughs> it could have been it really <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised I buried some some toys <laughs> I gave them proper burials, though. Okay. I told you. I used At least the... you're respectful of it. <laughs> I don't think, I think I was technically, like, on, like, on paper respectful. <laughs> but I don't think my intentions were really. Okay. <laughs> I think I was just a weird-ass kid. Just... <laughs> Let's just bury I was also the person that, like, killed her sims in the basement. <laughs> so, like... Wait, you can, does it give you that option? Okay. <laughs> I've never really played Sims. I, I mean, I'm aware of what it is, but I don't know how much freedom you have. There's ways around it. Oh, okay. It's not like normal, like, yeah, here you go. Here's how you to kill your Sims. Like, nothing <laughs> official. Um, but my best friend and I were really, really into it as kids. And, um, yeah, so there's a few different ways you can kill them. <laughs> You can trap them in a basement or any room. So, like, you put them in the room and then you delete the door after. Okay, that's like some Edgar Allan Poe shit, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they can either starve to death oh. they can't go to the kitchen, or that takes time. Or, <laughs> or um, one other option was putting in a fireplace, putting a fireplace in that room and then putting plants and stuff around okay. it. Eventually those plants can catch on fire. Oh my God. And your human is trapped. Or you can trap them in the pool and take out the ladder that they need to get out. Oh my God. And then the Grim Reaper comes. Wait, there's a there's an actual Grim Reaper in the yeah. game that comes well, from you? He claims, he claims the souls of your Oh sins. my God. Those are just a few ways. Those are the ways that we would choose. Wow, okay. So you went uh, starvation, fire, and drowning. Yeah. Okay. The fire one was probably a favorite. Oh, okay. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Polly Pocket souls were. (laughs) I hope I'm never reincarnated into like the world where you're like the god. (laughs) I'm over that phase now. I would like to think I'm over that phase. Okay. Like Like to think you're over that phase. If I knew it was you, I wouldn't kill you. <laughs> okay. What if you didn't know? What if you didn't know it was me? And then you're like... Now I'm just going to assume. I mean, I'm all... Just be gonna... nice to all of them, just in case. I'm just nice to everyone now. Just be nice across the board. anymore. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for sharing your creepy story with us. I still thought it was creepy, even though you said it was not a big deal. I, I still thought it was cool and, like, a big deal. <laughs> I feel like it was, like, a cute little story. It is. It's a, it's a heartwarming one. It's like a palate cleanser for, like, the very creepy shit. And then you're like, oh, no, look at these nice entities also. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little jealous of the other one. Oh, what? It's bittersweet, I guess. Never mind. I'll hang on to my story. I I don't know. Okay. When I talk to other people, I'm going to just, like, I'm going to pick, like, the weirdest ones and be like, okay, you can go hang out with them if you're trying to, like, attract some weird fucking dark shit. We know. (laughs) (laughs) Hola. 
Nice picture at the uh, drive-in. Hey. <laughs> oh, just realized my speakers were off. <laughs> oh, I love it. Nice, nice, Thanks, nice. Yes, my costume like two years ago. Love your suit. <laughs> Dude, you're smart because you can still talk in that mask. Like, I was trying to think of what to put on, and I was like, I can't do a mask, but that mask, you can. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, I have this one. It's totally easy. And yeah, like, you know, I just have to put on a shirt and this. And, yeah. Smart. Just have to put on a shirt that has uh, pre-bloodstains on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, I made this one myself. I got like a stencil and I, I saw what his uh, numbers said on the shirt in the movie. Yeah. That's crafty of you. I'm impressed. Very well, I, was nice. really, I was pretty broke two years ago in Halloween. <laughs> so I was like, well, how can I make a good DIY costume? <laughs> broke leads to innovations, though. Look at that. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right, you ready to creep me out with your uh, yeah, sure, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I saw a ghost, uh, I want to say in the exact years. It's been a while. It's been some years. I was in my early 20s. And uh, so to preface the story, I was uh, sleeping in my room, still living with my parents. Uh, my girlfriend was over and we were just literally like asleep, knocked out. And I want to say it had to have been like maybe four in the morning, four or five in the morning. And as we were asleep, I felt something grab my ankle, like give me a tug like that. And I woke up and I thought it was my, my girlfriend at the time. So I look over and I was like, oh, God. Like, I just thought like, why did she wake me up? So I turn and look at her. She's asleep. And I was like, that thought was weird. And then when I kind of like turned my head to like just lay back down, I see, uh, I mean, what I only describe as a ghost, it was, um, it looked kind of like an old man standing in profile, kind of like, like this, like oh standing on the side of my bed, kind of looking at me. And it was like, there was a green, it was like a green light, like a mist of like green almost like, but a light coming from nowhere. There's like nowhere, there's no lights in the room. It's dark, but I just saw this like, see-through older looking person standing at the foot of my bed and uh I was, I was terrified and i screamed because i was like i was like what the you know it's like first you know 20 seconds of being awake and then um I, I because i screamed i freaked out my girlfriend she woke up and then i did not want to tell her what i saw because i felt like if i tell her if you know I was like, maybe it was in my head or something like that, you know? I was thinking, like, maybe I did just wake up or, I don't know, I was trying to rationalize it right away. But I didn't tell her what happened. And then I was like, oh, it's fine, just go back to bed. But as she was like, as we were trying to back, go back to sleep, um, she was like, no, tell me what really fucking happened. Because she didn't believe, I guess she didn't believe me. I was a bad liar, I guess. I was still terrified. <laughs> but then um, she started saying like, the room felt really cold and it was in the like middle, it was like late summer. So there's no way that my room was going to be cold that night. So she's like, why do I, she's like, I'm freezing. I like, what is going on? And I told her what happened and she freaked out as well. And uh, we ended up going to an IHOP. Cause we're like, I, I couldn't go back to sleep. And she's like, I don't, there's something feels weird with the room right now. So I was like, okay, let's go to IHOP. And we just stayed up for the rest of the night at IHOP. And like, I told my mom, like, what happened? And she's like, what? You know, parents didn't really, believe, she didn't believe me at the time. But um, 
it didn't just end there though. If it was just that, I might have just been able to write it off as like, oh, you know, um, I was probably just asleep. It was probably just, you know, some chemicals still going off my brain that makes me dream, and I probably saw that. But um, the next three days in my room, were, I felt something in there with me. It and what the the way I described it was to other people was I felt like there was a draft of cold air constantly following me in my own room. So if I would walk to like my desk to the other side, it felt like there was this like specific coldness uh-huh. right here on my back, just like breathing on me. It really freaked me out. And then when I would try to sleep at night, I could swear I was hearing someone breathing in the room. Like I could hear it like faintly and I was like, what the hell? I, I just, I was getting horrible sleep. I couldn't take it. And then um, I finally, we reached out to an aunt who is very like religious, but also does like, what was like, like, uh, you know, healing practices. She's, she's from like Costa Rica and it's very, I guess, spiritual and in tune with that stuff. Well, I, we had to reach out to her and she pretty much did had to do like a cleansing of like my room and the house. And uh, the weird part was she did it. And um, I did, she was pretty much, um, I want to say like she was uh she's basically advocating what i was saying like yeah there's something in here it's not just in your head and uh she did like a cleansing with like some um she had some like special charcoal and things from like a church that she had I got it from or i don't i don't know the full story of that but i just know that she used it in her ritual to just kind of like cleanse the room cleanse the house and the weird thing was that at the end of it uh she said to like show us a sign that you're out of the house and we looked out around the, like the windows and stuff and the brake lights on my mom's car just went on by themselves. <laughs> you know, like somebody had to push the brake, yeah. brake up for the lights to, the, you know, the rear lights to turn on. And we, like, we saw that and I was like, holy shit. And then after that, my aunt was talking to you about like, okay, what have you been doing lately that might've like attracted this because uh, the house isn't haunted. It was like my mom's place has never really didn't felt that way or had that kind of energy. So I was like, well, I was writing uh, at the time. I was like, oh yeah, I'm writing a lot of supernatural horror script and I did do a lot of research. And I even had some books on the time of like demonology and things like that. And she was like, yeah, it looks like, she's like, you're look, I know you're a very creative person, but also the more you invest in the realism of your script and all that, you can actually attract these kind of either ghosts or some kind of spirits that are like, know that you're in this headspace and that your brain is like a receiver and you're opening it to all these different things in the world. So she kind of like, kind of gave me that speech of like, yeah, so you kind of invited this thing in by focusing on this kind of story and script so much. And also I was like, well, I was writing it like late at night too, which is always, I usually write at night anyway, but I think it was just like all these little elements came together, I guess, where yeah, I didn't attract this uh, moment to happen. <laughs> I wish you didn't tell me that part about that doing research and writing that invited it in. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe, but now I'm like, if I do write that kind of story, now I'm like a lot more conscious of it. I'm like, all right, I know at the end of the day, it is a work of fiction. And, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you just want to like go all out and just be very gung-ho. Like, oh, I need to write the most um, research-based like horror script or supernatural thing. But now yeah. I'm more more lenient towards that one. Like, okay, I know it's just a movie. And because of that, I know not to go in too deep, I guess. 
Yeah, staying away from the deep end of demonology. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, too, because, like, the whole Conjuring movies and all that, I was reading their books, like, years before that happened. Yeah. The, the Warrens and all that, you know. Oh, that's creepy. Now, you make me want to, like, sage my space whenever I'm done writing. If it's, like, something <laughs> that's horror spooky or anything, I feel like I should just, like, let's just do a quick little, a little cleansing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it never hurts. Um, but, yeah, luckily I haven't really focused on any supernatural stuff lately, so. Yeah, that's so weird. Did your mom believe you then afterwards? Like, did she see the lights and the, her taillights go on in the car? Um, she did believe me, and um, she, she didn't see that. It was That was, like, mainly my, me and my aunt. She wasn't really, like, trying to be involved in the, the cleansing ritual. Okay. Yeah. So did she kind of just stay pretty, like, dismissive of it, like, as a whole? No, um, I think she she's seen some stuff in her day, too. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, like, but, like when I was, like, either really young or before I was born, so... Um, yeah, no, I think she's, she's open-minded about it. She wasn't that dismissive, you know? Okay. Well, cool that you had an aunt that you could, like, call up and be like, hey, can you come in and yeah. work, your, work your, work your juju on this? Because, like, I don't know who I would call if that happened to me. Like, I would have, I don't, like, Google it. Like, is that something, like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, yeah, definitely. You could probably find, there's probably a lot of people in LA that can help out. Yeah, but I always feel like there, there's, like, so probably so many fakes. Like, I, I 100% think that stuff is real, but I think yeah. there are a lot of people that, like, are scam artists, too, you know, within oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. There probably, there's probably a good amount of that. I guess word of mouth always helps if you know someone that knows that person. Or... Yeah. Well, I would just call you up and be like, all right, direct me, direct me to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that was, yeah, that was my experience with the supernatural, and luckily it was the only time. Yeah, I'm glad it was a, a one and done. <laughs> yeah. But crazy that you said you even felt it, like, in the days after. It wasn't just, like, you woke up and saw, like, you you felt something. And the fact that your girlfriend said that she felt a presence also, or that something yeah, felt that, off or weird. Yeah, that was, I think, the creepier part. Uh, well, that's, no, seeing it was probably the scariest <laughs> moment. But the fact that I, I just could feel that lingering presence in the room. Yeah. And it kind of, the first time, first night I thought it was like psychological. I was like, ah, oh, it's probably just me thinking about the night before. But then for that to keep going for like another, for a full three days, I was kind of freaked out about that. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a lot easier for you to dismiss it. Even if you know that, like, no, I know that I saw, I know that I was awake. I know that I didn't imagine it. I feel like as, like, the days go on, it becomes easier to be like, nah, maybe I was just kind of dreaming or something. Like, almost like a defense mechanism, too. Like, it's easier to dismiss it. But if you felt it days after, like, it gets a lot harder to be like, no, it's in my head. (laughs) No, yeah, it's true. I mean, I even, I avoided a car accident, uh, like, last week. And I was like literally 10 feet away from the other car. Like I could have either gotten really hurt or at least damaged my car enough where I'm like, it would have ruined the rest of my year. But, um, but yeah, even that, like within a day, you're like, oh yeah, that happened today. Crazy. You know, you kind of like yeah. get the distance from it. But yeah, having those extra days really just doesn't let you have that comfort of, oh yeah, that I almost died or yeah, I'm sorry, ghost. And then that, that was it. Yeah. And you can't rationalize it away. Right. That's creepy. I'm glad it was a, I'm glad it's one, like, it's a scary one, but I'm glad it has, like, a happy ending. Like, it didn't, like, stay attached to you or something weird. Yeah. Or, like, get very malevolent or anything like that. 
yeah, I'm, I was really happy about that. The worst, like I said, was it kept me up at night because I would hear the breathing or nothing. <laughs> that was about it. God. Did you ever, like, did you grow up doing Ouija boards or anything? Or are you, like, not, like, do you stay away from that stuff? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I probably did it, like, maybe once or twice mm-hmm. with, like, my siblings and their friends. But it was never something I, like, really got into myself. Right. Same. <laughs> I did love reading, like, horror books and movies, you know? Yeah. See, horror I like, but, like, when it comes to stuff like spirits or demons or anything, I just prefer to not not mess with it or not not entice anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I try to stay clear of that. Just yeah. Like, oh, there's already enough crazy things happening in the world. I don't need to conjure up a spirit to <laughs> crazier than it already is. Good call, good call. Nobody summon any fucking demons in 2020. We have enough going on. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for you, sir. I'm cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this and for creeping me out and for dressing up. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, problem. no problem. As always, thank you so much for listening. Happy October. We've got an entire month of spooky stories, both fiction and nonfiction. A month-long half-ass Halloween party coming at you on Horror Girl Problems. To rate, comment, subscribe, share if you're so inclined. It helps other like-minded fiends find this weird little thing. And a shout out to Renee at Western Rooter for fixing my leaky sink in between recordings. He was super cool, super helpful, and he actually subscribed to the YouTube when I told him it was for a horror podcast. So thanks, Renee. All right, that's all I've got for you creeps this week. You can find me at horrorgirlproblems.com, and I'll see you next Thursday for some more spooky shit.